Hey, good morning. It's great to be in Church Unlimited here in Whangarei and to see you, all you good-looking people. Here, wasn't the music great this morning? It was so good, wasn't it? It was, uh, you know, as soon as I, I got into the service in about five, six, seven minutes, and I thought, something has shifted in this place. So I, I, I'm a year, you know, I come a year in, and a year later, I'm, I was here, what, last August, October, whenever it was, so six, eight months later, you come back, and you guys are here all the time, so when things change, you don't notice it, but when you come from the outside, you can pick it up immediately. So, hey, congratulations. I mean, you shifted to a better place, by the way. <laughs> you haven't shifted backwards, you shifted forward. So, uh, yeah, just so good to have you all here with us this morning. Hey, I just thought it'd be good while I'm here uh, to pray for Don, you know, just pray for his supernatural, miraculous recovery, so he'll be back on deck here and to uh, preach the Word of God again. Is that a good idea? Yes. So we'll do that, but also a friend of ours who's a great supporter of New Zealand Beyond, Sanjay. Some of you know him from City Church for Waitakere. He's been just taken to the hospital with a heart condition. I think he's going to be all right, but I uh, want to pray for him as well. Is that all right? Because uh, we, we you know, don't have to just pray for our people. We pray for anyone who's uh, one of God's people it is important. Is that right? Okay, Father, we just, uh, just join with me. Father, we just bring Don before you right now. Thank you, Lord, you brought him through this operation. But right now, we declare supernatural recovery. We command in Jesus' name, Lord, that full health would be restored to Don, full strength, full energy, Lord, more energy than he's ever had before. Father, renew his heart, renew his mind, renew his spirit, renew his body, and Lord, just pour into him even as we pray right now and let there be a miraculous recovery, Lord. He'll be back on deck sooner than expected, sooner than the doctors would have anticipated, Lord, because you are with him. Pray for Sanjay, Father. We pray you'd be with him in that hospital. Lord, as the further tests are done, we just pray touch his heart right now. Heal it completely. Restore it. Make it whole, Father. And Lord, let him be out and about and functioning normally again. Father, be with the family and all of them, we pray in Jesus' name. And as we come to your word this morning, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us. Lord, we don't want the words of man. We want the words of the Spirit of God. The words of Christ just speaking to us, Lord, powerfully this morning, we ask in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. I want to talk to you this morning. Uh, yeah, I'm going to preach as well, but I really want to talk to you about um, Church Unlimited and the anointing and the, the mandate and the mantling that God has placed on us, that's you and us as a church, and uh, so that you would then understand uh, some of the things we say, some of the things we preach, some of the things we do, and uh, I think that will help you to uh, flow in with what God has got for Church Unlimited. You also come under the mantling that God has placed on Church Unlimited, which I trust you'll find very exciting. You know, the primary, you go right back to the, the blueprint for the church, uh, what church should be like in today's day and age, is really, you've got to go back to the early church, all right? What, it was, what was the early church like? Because that is actually the blueprint. And the early church was basically, it was apostolic. It's called the Acts of the Apostles. And so the, this is what God planned. Now, the early church, if you think about it, so those, how many of you know that read the book of Acts lately? Give me a wave if you've read. Yeah, okay, yeah, some of you, plenty of you, all right? So if you read the book of Acts, you'll find that, that the church there was, it was always expanding, it was always conquering new territory. It was always impacting the community. 
People were being saved. They were planting churches. It was, it was very expansive. It was, there was great momentum. There was great movement in the early church. It was a, a happening place. And Church Unlimited, and I, I think believe all churches should be, but we are an apostolic church. And we're called to take territory. We're talked to ta- called to take Whangarei and beyond. That's what the prophetic word this morning was very much in line with what I'm going to share with you. And that there's a sound of stamping. There's an army getting ready to march, to, to, to impact Whangarei and beyond. And be an apostolic church like it was in the early church. Anyone with me on this? I mean, I'm just glad that the prophetic word has come. Because if you don't like what I say, go and... Uh, well, I don't know who you're going to blame, but I mean, it's been confirmed for us this morning anyway. So, we, you know, we, we're not in Whangarei. We're not another church just to make up the numbers. All right? We're here to make a difference. We're here to bring change. We're here to expand the kingdom of God. We're here to make Jesus known in this region. Whangarei belongs to Jesus. It does not belong to the devil. He is a trespasser. He is on on wrong territory. He is an invader. And we've got to cast him out and drive him out in Jesus' name. And that's the anointing that's mentally... Boy, I feel it. I, I feel it, Stephen, man. I feel it. It's on this church. It's on this church. You will bring transformation to, uh, to, to Whangarei and beyond. It's not just going to limit it to the, the four wall, the area around us, but way beyond that as well. But that, that's the mantle of an apostolic church. It's, and it's an exciting place. <laughs> Something's always happening. Who likes excitement in this place? Something's always changing. Something's always moving. This will never be a dull place. If you want here to come and sit on a pew and be bored, you're in the wrong house. <laughs> Go to the church. Well, I won't mention any names because I don't know the churches around here. All right. Many of, before I go finish, many of you have um, been through deep waters. Over the years, over the last 10, 20 years, maybe go back further, you know, some of you, your hearts have been ripped open. You've suffered. And uh, you've, you've really paid a price, is what I'd like to say, for Church Unlimited Whangarei to be what it is today. And uh, I just am here to say thank you to each and every one of you that has sacrificed for what God is doing and will continue to do in this place. But I want to add to that, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Don't think back and think, man, what a sacrifice, what a waste, what a loss. No, the best days... For this church are not behind you. They are in front of you. Watch out for what God is about, well, already doing, but also will do in the coming weeks and coming months. Years ago, I would connect with a prophet. God always connects me with prophets uh, in India, this one. And he would really annoy me, as prophets often do. Is that, anyone else had that experience? You know, they say stuff and you think, oh, where are you coming from? Like, what are you... What are you trying to tell me? And anyway, he would keep saying to me, Tark, you're not a man for the four walls. And I was thinking, here I am in India. <laughs> How far much further can I get outside of the four walls? And he would say to me, get out of the four walls. You know, we're going to put up a photo on the screen right now of this, a lion that's going to come up. Oh, boy, I was going to look over there. It's a pretty scary beast, isn't he? You know, a lion, a lion out in the open has this aggressive roar. <laughs> Why? Because it's 
looking for prey. It's, it's wanting to take territory. It's wanting to find its next meal. And so it has this, uh, it's aggressive. It's, it's, it's uh, out there to, to make it, you know, to take territory, if you like, to capture something. But what happens if you put a lion and it's captured and you put it in a cage? What happens? It loses its roar because it no longer has to hunt. It no longer has to conquer prey. It's content to stay within the cage. When you get confined to the four walls of a church, you lose your roar to take Whangarei and beyond for Jesus. You get locked inside the cage, as it were. So I want to ask you the question. See, they're pretty docile. That's not going to do a lot of harm to anybody. All right, let's go back to the first one. Okay, so which one are you? Are you, you, you how many of you still got your roar? Yeah, okay. I should get everyone to go, rah, but I won't do that. Too embarrassing. All right. Or are you the next one? Locked inside the cage. The roar has been lost. You might say, oh, don't talk to me about being a lion. Hold on a moment. The lion of the tribe of Judah is living inside you. I'm telling you, that lion is wanting to roar more than ever before. You know, some of it, that war has been dimmed for some of us, but God is coming back again. As the prophetic word said, there's a stamping of feet. The army is going to rise up in Whangarei here, and you are going to begin to roar and take territory for Jesus like you have not seen done before. I have an anointing. I carry, I believe, an anointing to shift things. And I'll share a bit more about that afterwards, to shift individuals. To even I've seen churches shift. I believe the time will come we'll see regions begin to shift. And what I want to do this morning is, by the grace of God, I want, us, I want God to shift us, shift us to, to regain more of our roar, to shift us a bit more out of the four walls and begin to take territory for Jesus. So let's believe God to do that. One of the first characteristics of an apostolic church is this, is that it has a strong focus outside the four walls of the church without neglecting the needs of the inside of the four walls. Have you got that? So you've got to look, you've got to look after what's inside the walls. That's all of you. We've got to do that. But there's a strong focus also outside the four walls. So here's a key passage for um, Church Unlimited, Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. It may come up on the screen. I'm not sure whether they gave it to you. Let me read it to you. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. Your descendants will inherit the nations, make the desolate cities inhabited. Tell the person next to you, you shall expand to the right and to the left. Nice loud voice. Now, now that doesn't mean you're going to put on weight, all right? (laughs) We are all anointed and mantled by God to take territory, all of us, to reach lost people, to impact our workplace, our community, our home, our school, wherever God has placed us. Do you know that most of the miracles in the early church Most of the ministry of Jesus and the miracles that they did were outside the four walls of the church. 
Most of it happened out in the community. Doesn't that make sense? Because that's where the needs are the greatest. And that's where they spent most of their time out there. I want to just share with you um, some of the evidence of the apostolic mandate on Church Unlimited. The first thing is, New Zealand and beyond, how many of you would agree with me, was extraordinary. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, even left me astounded. But then that was a prophetic word God had given us. And um, the, uh, the, the, and for those of you who don't know, in 2015, for 10 years, 2005 to 15, the conference ran in Auckland at 750 people, which was okay. Then 2016, from out of nowhere, nothing changed. It doubled in size to 1,500. So 750 for 10 years, bang, God puts the spirit on it. It goes to 1,500 in 2016. We moved to the trust arena, and it doubled again, and we maxed at 3,000 people in uh, the trust arena last year. So who knows? Anyone got a prophetic word for 2018? Uh, Let me know. But doubling again would mean 6,000 Who's up for 6,000 in the... Re- yeah, I mean, I, who knows what God's going to do. I'm not making any big statements at this stage, but it's uh, just amazing. But I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for those of you who came, because this is a significant part of the apostolic mandate that is on Church Unlimited, who God has called us to, to help turn New Zealand back to Jesus. How many of you would agree that New Zealand belongs to Jesus? And it's our job to turn this nation back to Him, or, or to help turn. We're not the only ones who are going to do it. Others will be a part of it as well. But that's a mandate that burns in my heart to see New Zealand, to see revival from the Cape to the Bluff, from the east to the west, from the north to the south, to see God break out in this land. That's why, or a major reason why Church Unlimited exists. And so the, the New Zealand Beyond Conference is the primary vehicle that God has given us to be a catalyst to help reach this nation and the nations of the world. And so that mantle and that anointing is upon this church, but it's also, guess what? It's on every one of you because you are Church Unlimited. So what I'm sharing today, please don't think, oh, that's for Pastor Tuck. You know, that's for Don and Stephen and Peter. No, 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 it's for you because we all come under the anointing of the house. We all come under the call of God upon the house. So you are called by God. You probably never knew it to help reach New Zealand and nations for Jesus. How many of you are willing to take up that call? It's on you, and you can function in it and flow in it as you, you know. And so what's that? You know, New Zealand Beyond has become more than a conference. It's actually a movement of churches. So there's probably 50-plus churches now joining together, uniting with a common vision to help reach this nation and to reach the nations of the world. It's quite extraordinary. So churches, not church unlimited churches or campuses, other churches are bringing 20 people, 50 people, 70 people, 100 of their people. They are owning New Zealand and beyond. So New Zealand Beyond really doesn't belong to to church unlimited. it's, It's a movement in the body of Christ, of churches uniting together, joining together. It's an amazing thing. As I watch this happening, and seeing these other churches buy into what, what the, the mantle and the call of New Zealand and beyond, it is actually surprising me as well. Do you want to know something? 20 years ago, <laughs> when I left the Assemblies of God, which you guys did a few years ago, it was a really radical thing to do, and I don't really talk about this much at all. 
But God spoke to me clear as a bell to, to move. He said, your, your destiny is not in this movement. Not that there was anything wrong with that movement, but it wasn't in that movement. And then he spoke to me these words, which I've only remembered 20 years later. And God said to me, Tuck, you will have your own movement. What I mean by that is not a whole lot of church unlimiteds. That's part of it. But it's going to be a movement of churches that are not, they, they don't sign up and pay up or anything like that. They're just joining together with a common vision and a common heart under a neutral name like New Zealand and beyond. It's a movement of churches that God is raising up, not only in the North Island, but in the South Island as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing plays out. So that's a part of the apostolic mandate. Three weeks ago, Adrian and I were in Kaitaia, and it was just an extraordinary weekend. And we prayed with the core leaders there, and then on Sunday morning, we had a great service. There's seven salvations took place. But on the Sunday night, three weeks ago, we called a combined churches prayer meeting because that's something that's on my heart. We just announced it a few weeks before. So about 10 churches joined in to this combined meeting, and it was extraordinary. The presence of God was amazing. But what shocked us the most, I gave the altar call of salvation, which I always do after a full-on Pentecostal rah-rah prayer meeting, everything to drive the, the, uh, the sinners away, and 19 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. One nine. One nine. And you know, the thing that amazed me is that most of them were young people. There's a hunger and, you know, the, the feedback I've got from uh, Kaitaia was they feel that something has shifted, you know, in that place. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, they had about 175 people in their service, which is way up on what they're normally getting. That still is high because there were a number of reasons for it. But something is shifting up in uh, Kaitaia. And God, that, that, but see, that's the apostolic mandate. You can go in and ch- things can begin to change. And then uh, last weekend, weekend before last, Easter Sunday night, I was invited to speak at a Taupo Fest, the Taupo Combined Churches Meeting. So all the churches in Taupo, about 20 of them, all joined together, about four to 500 people. And uh, some of my team were here, they were down there. And honestly, it was just, an ext- again, an extraordinary meeting. The, the atmosphere was absolutely electric. And there was about hundreds of, young, again, young people. And, and they were shouting. They almost shouted me down. I mean, that, that takes something. I mean, they were, yeah. And you know what I was preaching on? Would you be, I was preaching on prayer. And they were going, yeah, praise God. And, you know, and then on, on unity. And I, I was a, I, I was, as I was watching this thing happen, it's almost like I was an observer. Like, I thought, what is this? This was incredible. And um, anyway, you might think I'm raving about it. Let me read to you the feedback we got after I was in Taupo. This is from the coordinator. I just want to express my thanks to Tark and Adrian. I can't even begin to express the level of encouragement and impact their attendance has had. It was a wow moment for sure. So many people were buzzing after it, and I think there's hope and expectation for what God will do has greatly increased in this town. The glass ceiling was indeed shattered. Taupo has historically been a tough place to be a Christian, so to see breakthrough is amazing. Yeah, give the Lord a hand. Can I say this with all integrity? This is your ministry. You were in Taupo because you are Church Unlimited. If there was no one in Church Unlimited, I wouldn't be going anywhere. 
And so this is, this is something we're trying to convey across our campuses that whatever we do as Church Unlimited, own it as your ministry. You're a part of it, and you will see the rewards for it. So, hey, you just had a great, you just had great impact in Taupo. Well done. <laughs> You'll eventually start to believe what I'm saying. But it gets better. Well, it sort of gets better. They've, uh, I just got an email come through last week, and they said, will you come back, and will you run for us a combined church's prayer meeting. Wow. Hey, I always say anyone can preach. Preachers are a dime a dozen all across the world. You can get them on the internet. But to be not invited to preach, but to be invited to lead combined churches in prayer, friends, that's another level. That's another dimension in God, which is unusual, but it's something of the mandate that God has placed on Church Unlimited. So you, we can, if we can talk about revival and breakthrough, but seriously, until churches are praying, and I think praying together, we're not going to see much happen at all. It's just like a fantasy. You know, yeah, revival, revival. Well, have you prayed for revival? No. Have you done anything about revival? No. But well, revival. No, no, we've got to get away from that. Let's put some backbone behind what we preach but isn't, who reckons that's exciting? You know, hey, look, I tell you what, we'll let you know the date. Come and join us. Thank you for that overwhelming response. Some of you will come. You watch. Some of you will. The apostolic mandate. Are we, are we doing all right? Is this okay? Okay, okay. Just talking about Church Unlimited. The apostolic mandate has a great love for the whole body of Christ. And as a cheerleader for unity in the body. Someone, uh, my daughter got someone to, if you can zoom in on this. Can you zoom in on this at all? No. Do you have a zoom machine? No, you don't. It's a, just a, you're not on TV here, are you? Okay. All right. So if you, <laughs> my daughter got this made, all right. And it's a statement I made at conference if you weren't, were, were there. And it just says, I am a champion for unity in the body of Christ. And that's something that I now is on Church Unlimited. This is not about Church Unlimited. This is about the body of Christ. This is not about building Church Unlimited. It's about building the body of Christ. It's not about expanding Church Unlimited. It's about expanding the kingdom of God. There is a radical difference. The other will happen anyway, but the focus is kingdom expansion. But I, I, I love this. We had a prayer meeting on Thursday night, and we got on to praying for unity, and I said to them, I just felt uh, to ask the team to come and pray for me uh, about being a, a champion for unity. I'm telling you, when they prayed for me, something came on me. I, I don't know what, but something of God's spirit was arrested me, and I thought, wow, watch this space of how Church Unlimited champions the cause of bringing the body of Christ into unity and flowing together and loving one another. Let me just say it as I said it at conference. Every denomination is of great importance to God. Every church is of great importance to God. Every pastor, every Christian is of great value to God. Let's get rid of the labels. Let's get rid of the names because actually there is only one name and his name is Jesus. If you knew me, I'd be the last person to be a champion for unity, but that's what makes it all the more God. All right? Okay. 
going to throw up this uh, picture of a bear now. You've seen the lion long enough. This is bear, Heidelberg bear. That's not the actual one. Locked in this cage. And I think I might have shared this before. And it would just walk up and down 12 feet forward and 12 feet back all day. 12 feet forward, 12 feet back. So they tried to get it out of the cage. So they, um, you know, they tried to poke it and prod it. And, uh, and it, it just, it just wouldn't, wouldn't want to come out. They put some food at the front of the cage and hoped that it would come to the cage, come out just outside the cage. It just kept going 12 foot forward and 12 foot back. They tried to, to light a little fire in the cage and get it out, but no, it would go 12 foot forward and 12 feet back. So finally they thought there's only one thing we can do. They put the bear to sleep. They removed the cage, complete open expanse. It was trees, water, field, grass everywhere. There was, the, the bear wakes up from its sleep, gets up, there's no restrictions at all, and it goes 12 feet forward and 12 feet back. See, the problem with the bear is that it was bound in its mind. And in its mind, it thought, this is my territory. This is my expert. This is all I can do. I, I've, I've got this 12 feet forward and 12 feet back and maybe one and a half feet wide, but this, this is all I can do. I can't go outside of these, this, this cage. I can't explore what's out there. I can't go and hunt what's out there. It was bound, no matter all the restrictions were taken away, but it was bound in its mind, thinking this, my life is within the cage. And friends, you and I can easily get locked within the cage, within the four walls of a church. And we're bound in our minds and we think to ourselves, I can't do much more. Yeah, I can serve in the church and you must please keep doing it. More of you need to do it, I'm sure. But we, but we tend to think, I can't do more than what I do within the church. I can't impact my workplace. I cannot impact my street. I can't see my family come to get saved. I can't impact my community for Jesus. I can't bring transformation to Whangarei. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. You are anointed by God, by His Spirit, to bring change to bring transformation. And so the, the thing that we've got to do is it's time to get out of the cage and reach Whangarei and beyond for Jesus. So tell the person next to you, get out of the cage. You ready to get out? It's time to get out of the cage. Hey, don't forget, you've got to still look after what's within the cage. So here's a question. Why is the mandate to take territory... The focus outside the four walls. Why has it been lost in many churches? Why do few churches preach what I'm preaching today? This whole apostolic mandate. And they're mostly focused within the four. Well, what happened? I can't give you a church history lesson, but let me give you a, a one-minute summary. Centuries ago, the title of apostle was replaced with bishop. And there came a huge shift away from church leaders being mission-minded and taking territory, which is apostolic, to focusing mostly on church life. They lost the mission element of the church. The focus became, became inside the four walls, caring for the people, loving the people, teaching the people, which is incredibly important, and it must be done well, but it cannot stop there. And that's what's happened to a lot of churches. They just stuck with all the ministry within the four walls. But the apostolic mandate is to look after what's in the four walls, but also to spread out outside the four walls and have an impact in our community, have an impact in our workplace, have an impact in our school, in our home, wherever God has placed us. We need to restore this mandate to the church. 
to churches, not just Church Unlimited, but this is what New Zealand Beyond is doing. It's restoring that mandate to churches across the nation. The apostolic anointing releases everyone into full-time ministry. I think you all know that by now, don't you? How many ministers do we have here? Raise your hand. How many full-time ministers? <clears throat> you haven't got it yet, have you? Just tell the person next to you, you are, tell them nice and loud, you are a full-time minister. Go on, tell them with courage, tell them strongly, tell them clearly, all right? Now, how many full-time ministers do we have here this morning? Yeah, okay, that's a bit better. We've probably got to 50% now. Uh, we'll keep working on it. We're going to get it all, we'll get there, all, we'll get all the way there. But see, the apostolic releases the apostolic dimension in every believer to expand the kingdom of God. There's three myths that derail the church. I'm not sure I've told you this before, but they're worth hearing again. Here's the three myths. Do you want to hear them? Myth number one, there's two categories of people in the church. There's a clergy, laity. I'm up here, you're down there. I am superior. Yeah, I'm the anointed of God, am I not? And you, well, you're just the laity. <laughs> Do you know neither word is found in the Bible? There's no, there's no laity and clergy. Where, I don't know where on earth that came from, but you know what it's done? It's immobilized large portions of the body of Christ because they think the platform does all the work. The platform's the one who are anointed. The platform's the one who have the power. They can get the say. They can read. No, no, friends. The, 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 the anoint, we've got to move the power to the pew. We've got to move the anointing to the pew because you're the ones that are the key to reaching beyond the four walls here. So the second uh, myth is that the focal point of Christianity is church services. Hello? Inside the four walls. Here's my question. Where are all the people we're trying to reach? Huh? Then in here. You know, sometimes I said it last week, didn't I? We open the doors and say, hey, come on in. And there are people out there saying, no, I'm not coming. You want me to come in? You come and get me. We've got to get out the four walls. And start reaching people who don't know Jesus. You see, the apostolic anointing has a passion for reaching lost people. A passion. A passion. A burning desire to reach lost people for Jesus. Because it's why he came. Can I encourage you to do one thing moving forward? Just invite people to church. Just invite them. Just, you know, if you're too scared to talk to them face to face, just send them a text. Use Stephen's phone to, to send the text to them, all right? Then when anyone even knows you, they can yell and scream at him, you know? Just, just do something and, and just get, invite people to you. You know, you, if you're too scared to go to three houses down your, the road of your street, put a balaclava on, knock on the door, invite them to church. You know, they'll, they'll probably beat you up first, but hey, they, they may just come. It's a new era of boldness. Spirit of boldness is going to come on God's people, I'm sure of it. Okay, here's the third one, is that the marketplace ministers are not as spiritual as church ministers. Hello? That means you guys are not as spiritual as, you know, me and Stephen and Penny and Don, even though he's sick. Well, he's not sick, he's getting better now. But, uh, but uh, Mark, you know, you guys are not as spiritual. Can I tell you something? Don't tell them at West, all right? There's a lot of people in our congregation, far more spiritual than those who are on the staff. Now, I know it's not true here, all right, but back there, they're, they're, and they can pray, they can seek God, they're, they're more godly, they're more loving. They're, 
Friends, to be a full-time minister is not a, a qualification because you're superior and, and more, um, more spiritual than everyone else. It's just a calling. Yeah, my calling is special, but so is your calling. It's just as special as mine. You just got to do with different roles. Because as I said before, haven't I? we all got the same Holy Spirit. Amen. All got the same Jesus. We got the same resurrection power that the Apostle Paul had. Yeah, so we're all called and anointed by God to make a difference wherever God has placed us. Church ministers are not, it's a myth, more spiritual than those who are just in the congregation as it were. It's just so wrong. So many people, what is the result of that? You know what happens? Many people see church work as spiritual and they see everything else as secular. Oh, it's just my job. Oh, yeah. I'm singing on Sunday, man. Jesus, come anoint me. Oh, I've got to give a testimony to God. I've got to run a life. God, Spirit of God, help me. You're off to work. As an accountant, lawyer, doctor, factory worker. Oh, I don't need God. I don't need prayer. You just march off. Wrong. Everything you do is ministry. Wherever you go, you represent Jesus. Your workplace is your pulpit. In fact, you need to be more anointed in the workplace than you do need to be here because that's where the lost people are. They're the ones who need Jesus. They're the ones who need to feel the love of God. Yeah, love the people within the church, but how much more do lost people need to be loved? You need the anointing of God resting upon you to have the impact God wants you to have in the marketplace. So here's my question I have for you. Where do you want to experience God the most? Where do you want to experience His presence, His power the most? Like, God, you really have to be with me. When you're in church for two hours a week, or when you're out there in the world for the other, is it 166, whatever it is, hours of the week? Where do you you really want to experience God the most? It's a no-brainer, isn't it? You want to experience Him most out there in the marketplace. I want you to come with me to John 21. And we're going to look at verse 3 to 6. John 21, 3 to 6. Okay. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But the morning now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? I answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net onto the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast the net now and they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Okay, so Peter and John, fishermen, that's their vocation, that's their job. This day they caught no fish. It was a bad day at the office. How many of you have bad days at the office out there, right? It's true, eh? That's where there's trouble. I mean, that's where, the, you know, that's where all hell breaks loose. That's where the demons are. They're not in here. Well, hopefully. Are there any, any, if you're here, wait, speak up now. Any demon? Speak up now. In Jesus' name, get out of this place. They're not in here. Hey, they're not swearing and cursing in here. Out there. It's where the trouble is. That's where you need the Spirit of God upon you. That's where you need Jesus with you out there. And guess what? He is there with you. You just got to start acknowledging Him, welcoming Him, inviting Him, and see what God will do. Uh, make you a supernatural minister out in the marketplace. So these guys have a bad day at the office. So Jesus told them, Jesus is there, turns up, and he says to them, tells them where to cast the net, and they get an extraordinary catch. It was a marketplace miracle. Wow. God wants to do the same for you. 
He wants you to experience marketplace miracles. You know, we pray for miracles. We pray for Don. We pray for Sanjay. We pray for miracles of healing. And we pray for all this stuff here. But friends, we need to be praying for miracles in the marketplace as well. We need to be getting testimony. Hey, I was at work the other day, and, you know, there's a sick person in the office opposite me, and I prayed for them. They were healed in Jesus' name. You know, that, whatever. Or, you know, we're having a real problem in the, in the office. No one could find the solution. God gave me a word of knowledge, and I, I gave the answer to them. And they said, well, how did you know that? That's when you can testify about Jesus. Begin to ask for miracles in your marketplace, wherever God has placed you, in your home. You may be just a home mum, you know, a home executive, I call them. Ask for miracles in your home. When you go to work tomorrow, just remember the story. Bad day at the office. Jesus turns up and works a great miracle for them. With that, you can expect greater success in the marketplace as well. Barbara was a judge. I think in the U.S., she realized she was a full-time minister. So she dedicated her courtroom to God. Number one, dedicate wherever God's placed you to Him. Dedicate it to God, your workplace. You say, well, I can't do that. I don't own the workplace. Hey, you're the pastor. Hello? You're the pastor at your workplace. Well, it's not your boss. He's not even probably a Christian. It's not your work colleagues. They don't even know Jesus. You're the anointed one in that place. You're the pastor. (laughs) You know, when you walk into your office, God just walked in. Does anyone believe that here? Does God live in you here in Fungaraise? He doesn't walk in. And when we walk into our office, man, God just, God just walks in. And when I get on the plane, I look at those passengers, I say, you lucky people. God just stepped onto your plane, and you are going to be all right. <laughs> Is that not true? God is with us. God is in us. And when you turn up at office, how many of you reckon if you've got God on your team, you should beat the opposition? Huh? It's, it's, but you've got to, see, you've got to believe it. See, if you don't believe you're an anointed minister of God in the marketplace, if you don't believe that, you'll never experience it. You can't walk in what you don't believe. You can't walk in what you don't acknowledge. If you don't think tomorrow when you walk into the office, God's going to walk, God just walked in. If you don't believe there's going to be miracles in your marketplace, you will never see them, friends. But this is the apostolic church. See, the apostolic church has the ability to raise up powerful, anointed marketplace ministers who bring transformation wherever God has placed them. That's a mantle that we carry, that's an anointing that rests upon an apostolic church, and that's what we're certainly trying to do through church unlimited. God is with you. Anyway, back to this judge. <laughs> Forgot how I got onto that thing. This judge, so she dedicated the courtroom to God. Number two, she prayed for every case. Point number two in the market, pray of everything you do. What are you going to be doing to I don't know what you do. If you're an accountant, God, help me get these books accurate and help me to do it quickly. When I was an accountant, I worked so fast, they couldn't believe me. They said, how did you get that done? The Spirit of God was with me. I'd ask God to help. They couldn't work out some things, and they asked me, and I'd, sometimes I'd be able to work it out for them. Why? Because I was an anointed marketplace minister. But you've got to pray. Pray and ask God every day when you're in the marketplace, God, to help you or wherever God has placed you, and you'll see what happens. So anyway, 
she ended up seeing uh, judges get saved. And so she baptized fellow judges, got them water baptized. Guess where? Not in the church. She did it in the courtroom chambers. Who reckons that's getting the gospel outside the four walls of the church? Huh? Outstanding. It was just amazing. And then, she, and then when the new convert got saved, she'd pray for them in the courtroom, get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now there's a number of judges and courtroom workers who are bringing transformation to the judicial system. Why? Because she came to the revelation that she was an anointed marketplace minister with a powerful calling from God to make a difference where God had placed her. And you are exactly the same. Just as I wrap it up, when Jesus started the church, he found some fishermen, an IRD man, Matthew, tent maker, Paul, fabric retailer, Lydia. Do you know many of them never gave up their jobs? Paul continued to work as a tent maker. With apostolic anointing in the workplace, they turned the world upside down. That's the early church, friends. The people turned the world upside down. Most of them didn't leave their jobs, or many of them didn't leave their jobs. See, approximately 90% of our time is spent outside the church. That's where we are, want to know God's anointing for marketplace ministry. Christ will mostly be made known by the 99.9% of Christians in the workforce. You know, we think Jesus as a, belongs more as a preacher and in the church. But you know the truth is this, that Jesus probably spent most of his life as a carpenter. Three years itinerant ministry. He's mostly a carpenter, not so much a preacher. They even called him, you know, carpenter's son. Jesus belongs to the marketplace. And that's where he's placed most Christians. As the music team would come up and join me, the apostolic mandate resting upon Church Unlimited and upon you guys here today is to take territory for God, to impact Whangarei and beyond. The mandate is to release every believer, every one of you, into powerful, full-time ministry. Apostolic churches are champions for unity in the body of Christ. They have a breakthrough anointing to open up new regions like maybe Kai Tyron, a little bit of what happened in Taupo. And God has called each one of you and Church Unlimited to this vision, which we believe has come direct from the throne of God. Please join with us and enjoy this journey as we see and do everything we can and be a catalyst to reaching Whangarei beyond, but also seeing Jesus and New Zealand turn to Jesus. Not exalting the name of Church Unlimited, but exalting the name above every other name. His name is Jesus. And we are called to lift him up and exalt him and magnify him and see regions turn to Jesus in his name. Amen.